Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and today I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Pilares. Today we're talking through the team's practice reports and previewing the 49ers upcoming matchup against the Washington Commanders. Now, before we dive into this Week 17 contest, there is some exciting news coming out of Canton, Ohio. 49ers legend Patrick Willis was named one of 15 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2024. He's been a nominee for all five years he's been eligible, and now he is a finalist for the honor for his third consecutive year. So congratulations to Patrick for reaching the finalist stage once again. Lindsay, what was your reaction to the news? You know, I think just like everyone else in the organization, um, this finalist uh, position once again is just so very well-deserved. Um, Patrick Willis is, I think, already enshrined in 49ers, um, you know, history. He's part of the 49ers Hall of Fame. He's part of the NFL's all-decade team of the 2010s. Um, He's had accolades up and down his career, I think, six-time all-pro selection, seven Pro Bowls. It just seems fitting that Patrick Willis would be a finalist again. Um, And we'll see how it all shakes out. You know, this is going to be decided by the NFL honors, which is coming in February, but obviously wishing him the best. And it's so, so well-deserved. Definitely. All right. So it's been a short week for the 49ers. They finished their second day of practice yesterday and are taking off to the DC area just later today. So taking a look at the latest practice report, it's sort of a long list of players who either did not practice or were limited. And I can run through the names listed here. For players who did not practice on Thursday, defensive lineman Eric Armstead is still dealing with a foot and knee injury. Offensive lineman Aaron Banks has a toe injury. Safety Jair Brown is dealing with a knee injury. Tight end Ross Dwelly has an ankle injury. Wide receiver Jawan Jennings is still working back from a concussion. Running back Jordan Mason had an illness, and offensive lineman Jalen Moore has also suffered a concussion. Um, As for those who were limited, linebacker Oren Burks is working through a knee injury. Defensive lineman Javon Hargrave is limited with a hamstring injury. Wide receiver Debo Samuel has a slight neck injury. Cornerback Ambry Thomas has both a knee and hand injury. And finally, offensive lineman Trent Williams is working through a groin injury. So a lot of guys who are taking their recovery very seriously heading into the final weeks of the regular season. But something that sticks out to me reading this list and reflecting on the Monday night football game is the 49ers depth at offensive line. That group took multiple hits against the Ravens and we see Banks, Jalen Moore and Trent Williams listed on this week's injury report. So Where does the team go from here? Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. I think an uncharacteristic game on Monday highlighted by an uncharacteristic amount of injuries to the 49ers offensive line. We saw several different configurations throughout that game, but the 49ers have done their very best to kind of address the depth issue um, pretty quickly. Um, Offensive lineman Matt Pryor was signed back to the 53-man roster, so he certainly cross-trained on both tackle positions. Um, So should the 49ers need depth there, they have him. They've also signed offensive lineman Sebastian Gutierrez to the practice squad again to just provide another boost in terms of depth. Um, And I think the good thing is that they do have 
veteran offensive lineman, John Feliciano, who has shown that he can play at several positions. My guess is that they would have Spencer Burford at right guard. And if Aaron Banks isn't unable to play or ruled out, they would put John Feliciano at the left guard position. Uh, Trent Williams has been a limited participant in practice the last couple of days. So that's a positive sign. So Likely that we'll see him at the left tackle position. Colton McKivitz back on the right side. We saw on Monday that Colton McKivitz actually shifted to the left side with the injuries to Trent Williams and Jalen Moore. But again, we'll just see how it all pans out. We're going to get the final injury and practice participation report later today. But the 49ers have the depth to address the offensive line issues that did surface on Christmas, on Christmas night. Another concern to this list is Juwan Jennings and the concussion that he's been dealing with. He was out against the Ravens, and then typically next in line is wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod, but he was placed on IR earlier this season, so we saw Ronnie Bell get into the mix on Monday night, and he connected with Sam Darnold for a touchdown, but will that be the same story for this week, or what could the Niners do for that wide receiver three position? Yeah, that third position could be filled by multiple people. As you mentioned, uh, Ronnie Bell, the rookie seventh-round pick, could certainly get some more time. Uh, we also have... Uh, wide receiver Chris Conley that is also an option and then we've also seen Willie Sneed who is now on the practice squad we've seen him elevated multiple times throughout the season so the 49ers do have the depth um, to address that again we'll also get more clarity on where Juwan Jennings is in the concussion protocol but it looks like he did not practice the last couple of days so I would imagine it's fairly unlikely that he will be a participant in Sunday's contest. Another big point of emphasis for San Francisco all season but especially in these last few weeks has been maintaining a fresh and dominant defensive line a huge key for that defensive line is Eric Armstead. He's so good at shutting down the opponent's run game, but he might not see the field against the commanders. So what have the Niners done to keep that D-line and especially the rotation up to their standard? Yeah, it's crazy how much we're talking about injuries, but we're at that point in the season where I mean, it's something you're seeing across virtually every team, just the wear and tear of the season. Um, but yeah, Eric Armstead, has not played since week 13 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and again, corresponding roster moves to address that need. Uh, the 49ers assigned defensive lineman Sebastian Joseph Day earlier this week. He is a Super Bowl champion um, and just very experienced person in the league that can play on that interior defensive line. I did ask defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes what his playing time would look like, just given the fact that, you know, it would be a quick turnaround for a new member of the 49ers to take the field. Um, he said that had not been determined yet and that it would be he would be consulting with head coach Kyle Shanahan to determine that. But I think, you know, the the hope is that he would be able to play alongside a Javon Hargrave in relief. Um, but we'll have to see how that all pans out on Sunday. Speaking of the D-line, a star of that unit, Chase Young, it'll be his homecoming game as he was drafted by Washington, had a super successful rookie season in Washington, and was actually born and raised in the D.C. area. So what did he have to say about facing up against his former team for the first time? You know, I think uh, Chase Young is very much looking forward to it. Um, he really had nothing to say but just glowing things about the 
the, the locker room that he was a part of, honestly, earlier this season. It seems like he's been with the 49ers forever, but he was a midseason acquisition, came to the 49ers right at the trade deadline. Um, but he said it's going to be fun. He's looking forward to seeing all those familiar faces. And, you know, I think the general narrative around the Washington Commanders is that they've they're four and eleven. This should be a game that the 49ers can win, but in very much in line with what the whole team has said is that this is not a game that they are overlooking. This is a must win for the 49ers. And what Chase Young really did say is he said, this is a locker room that the commander's locker room is one that is going to fight to the end. They are not going to make this win easy. And I think that is something that um, the whole team is very much reflecting as they head to D.C. to take on this Week 17 matchup. Yeah, taking a closer look at the Commanders, it's no longer Sam Howell under center. Jacoby Brissett has taken over and will start on Sunday. So what are your first impressions of Brissett and the Commanders really overall? Yeah, for Jacoby Brissett, he is a guy that has played a lot of football in this league. He's proven that he can win games, um, especially the last couple. He's come in relief of Sam Howell and really has been able to rally the commanders. He's a, a leader, it seems, in that locker room. Against the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Jets, he was able to take the commanders and make them competitive. Um, and I think his stat line, pretty impressive. Completed, he completed 78.3% of his passes, 224 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions in those two appearances. So definitely like the rest of this commander's team, not someone to overlook. Um, and I, I expect a competitive game on Sunday. Definitely. But before we wrap up today's podcast, it's time for some bold predictions. So, Lindsay, do you have a bold prediction for this Sunday? You know, I think the 49ers have a big bounce back game. You know, I, I know that Christmas night was uncharacteristic, but this is a team with a very clear goal in mind. And I see that offense putting up 30 plus points. Uh, in a statement win before heading into that regular season finale in week 18. I love it. All right, let's see my bold prediction for this one. I'm going to be in line with you. I think the offense is going to have a big day in Washington. I think Christian McCaffrey will score two touchdowns in this one, making that 23 on the season, 23 for 23, taking the NFL lead for touchdowns scored, and in doing so, maybe tie Jerry Rice's single season franchise record. A big one but I feel like it's totally possible. I mean, we've seen him have three and four touchdown games, so that is absolutely in play, and I like the bold prediction. So we'll just have to see Faithful tune into the Week 17 matchup. The New Year's Eve game is set to kick off at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Fox. But that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me in this episode. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. Hey.